musical linguistic objects. Greetings from Cyberdelic Space. This is Lorenzo, and I'm your host here in the Psychedelic Salon. And I've got something a little different for you today, but first I want to let you know that at the end of this podcast, I'll give more details, but the Oracle Gathering has now been rescheduled for July 31st and August 1st and 2nd, and it's going to be held in a different but truly spectacular place. And I'll give you all of the details in just a bit. But first, I would like to thank some of our wonderful fellow Saloners who sent in donations this past week that I'll be using to help pay some of the expenses associated with producing these podcasts. And those two people are Karen A. and Marie B. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time in almost four years of podcasting from the Salon that all of the week's donations have come from women. As has been discussed here on several occasions... While there are as many women who are involved in the psychedelic community as our men, we don't often get to hear from them, mainly, I think, because us men are such loudmouths. So it's very comforting to know that you ladies are out there doing what you have been doing since we first began walking upright, and that is taking care of us grown-up boys. So thank you ever so much, Karen and Marie. And that goes for all of our women saloners who join us every week. Your presence here in the salon is very important. And even though us guys may not always behave very well, we certainly do appreciate the civilizing influence that you bring to our lives. And by happy coincidence, we will also have a young woman joining us for today's talk, which, as I mentioned, is something a little different from my normal programs. A few weeks ago, Matteo Palomari, who you know from several previous podcasts, and I spent some time camping out in the mountains with a small group of close friends, two of whom are Missy and Andre Nobles, who you will hear from in a few minutes. As you will hear, Missy is a dancer and Andre is a musician, a minstrel actually, and I mean that in the truest sense of the word. But rather than say any more right now, I'll uh, just let them tell you their stories themselves. Of course, you Mateo fans already know that he'll be adding his two cents as well. And that's a good thing, even though I tease him about it from time to time. So here is how this recording came about. The four of us had been hanging around for several days, talking, hiking, and playing music, when Mateo suggested that we turn on a recorder and capture a little of what had evolved into a long conversation over several days. What I'm going to play for you now is a part of the recording we made that day. So let's get comfortable and uh, we'll join Missy, Andre, Mateo, and me as we try to figure out the meaning of life or something like that. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. It's Matteo here on the Psychedelic Salon with Lorenzo. And I am deeply honored to give you a treat today, whatever day you're listening. I'm uh, really happy to introduce my friend, my spirit brother, Andre Nobels. And I need to tell you a few things about Andre before I launch him on you. Uh, also, really quickly, I, I do want to say uh, 
big love to everybody out there. Thank you all for listening. Uh, especially Brother KMO and Cody and Sancho. We love you guys. You guys are all making it happen. And everybody else out there. Thank you. We love you. And we're going to prove it. Uh, here's the thing. I met Andre a while back uh, in some shamanic work. And as soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, roar, 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 because he hit me right in the heart. And I listened to him play and sing, and it really got my attention. Now, uh, Cody and Sancho, I know a lot of you guys probably know, I'm a musician myself, I've played and sang all my life. But um, when Andre began to sing and play, I was really overwhelmed. So then, you know, being a homie, I bought his music, and uh, I went home and I was listening, and I was, you know, enjoying the music, and I was listening to the music and the sound of the music and what he was doing, and I was loving it. And then I was so caught up in that, I took a couple of listenings and suddenly his lyrics started to hit me. And they blew me away. And so I kept listening and listening and soon enough I was obsessed. And uh, it brought grief to my domestic situation because I got in an argument with my wife over who's his biggest fan. And so his music's been following me uh, and I've been dazed, amazed and half crazed for days and seriously delirious listening. Because I go to bed at night, it's in my head, uh, it's playing all the time. So I had the pleasure of spending some extended time with him. Uh, we got to play in a jam, and I got to sing with him and his beautiful wife, Missy. Uh, did some great percussion work. We was jamming, man. And it was really something. So I looked him up on uh, MySpace. And I sent him a message, and, I, and, and, the, and the header was, I have a real problem with your music. And then when he opened it up, it said, I can't stop listening to it. <laughs> and he, he appreciated that. So uh, we spent some time in nature, uh, really connecting and realizing uh, how we are all one, you know, one spirit. And we had some wonderful, wonderful discussions about creativity. And um, one of the things we talked about uh, extensively is genius. Now, I need to share some things about genius, whether you know it or not. And uh, they did a survey of geniuses all over the world, every genius they could find more or less at the time, some years back. And every one of them, to the man or the woman, every one of them said, it ain't me. It's not me. It's beyond me. It just comes through me. And um, I had a moment in the jungle a couple of years ago where um, I was decided to do a drum solo. And I decided to play my body, which I had never done. One of the great things about being a drummer is it doesn't matter where you are, you always got your instrument with you. And uh, as some of you know who've read my work and stuff, I grew up poor. so And my, my dad was a big band jazz drummer, so I wherever I am I can play which is a wonderful thing so I got inspired to do this drum solo with my body and uh, working with you know the plants in nature and I, and I, and I got this thought and I said I'm going to really totally put my ego aside just shut up and go away and let it rip and some truly amazing things came out and I, I blew everybody away but I think I blew myself away more because there was no ego 
It was just coming through me. And this is what happens when Brother Andre plays. So when you listen to what he sings and has to say, when your heart is open, you're going to feel his heart and you're going to feel what comes through it, which is really a beautiful thing. So uh, I think at this point, without further ado, I'd like to introduce proudly and honorably my friend and my brother, Andre Nobels. Thank you, Mateo. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, let, let me, uh, this yeah, is Lorenzo, I just want to also Lorenzo. welcome you and Missy <laughs> to the salon that uh, you've been in our hearts for a long time now and it's great to have you physically here in the salon too, yeah, so welcome. Nice, nice to connect with this family, I feel uh, a big coming home uh, meeting you guys and now uh, meeting you the audience and connecting. I think the music has a life of its own and it will land where it needs to land in the hearts of those who need to hear it and uh, it's my goal is to uh, definitely get out of the way so that the genius of the divine can go to work because uh, my little brain can't figure it out, that's for sure. <laughs> and you hear the humility in there because there ain't no ego here. Yeah, and, and that doesn't come lightly either. That's, uh, that's a, a big commitment and a journey that we all need to take in life in order to uh, discover who we are, which is uh, ultimately nothing uh, and everything. And that takes a lot of uh, courage and commitment, seeking, trying, uh, doing all the things that make us human, you know, all the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, embracing it all. Uh, I think that word acceptance pops in a lot these days, and I think that's a, a mantra for our times acceptance and look look beneath the surface it may look like shit on the surface but underneath uh it all plays out uh and there's something cosmic going on and i think tapping into that is the real key to uh definitely joy happiness uh tranquility creativity uh connection and ultimately just that pure love that we all want to share with each other that's what we're here to do and gratitude Gratitude, thank you, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I got gratitude for the music and where it takes me. And I have a hard time. I'm gonna have to restrain myself when he plays because I'm gonna want to play and sing, and I gotta shut up because I don't want to mess with the perfection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a real treat, me, Matteo. He's a good mirror for me. And uh, before before meeting uh, him and some of the other uh, family that I've been coming into contact with lately. Uh, by that I mean spirit family. I didn't really, uh, or I wasn't sure, I guess, where the music was supposed to land. And that was part of my journey in discovering it for myself. So it seemed like as that lined up within myself, then uh, people started popping up that would mirror that. And right now it's about uh, it's about doing the uh, external. As for me, like the last 10 years, for both Missy and I, it's been... Uh, a big internal journey, a lot of uh, a lot of growth, a lot of trial and error, <laughs> a lot of uh, challenging experiences, and a lot of depth and beauty. And then when you come through that fire, uh, there's something really, really rich uh, and beautiful that you find uh, on the other side. And it's really uh, this oneness, this connection, this synchronicity, this depth, this beauty, this gratitude this loving and 
uh, it's my pleasure to be here today and just spreading the the gospel vibe of love. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. No, I'd like to mention one thing really quick. Um, Lorenzo and I have been with this part of the tribe. We uh, we're celebrating basically our tenth year anniversary. So um, I've been doing this work, and I've gone down in the jungle now for for nine or ten years, and done lots of work. And uh, Lorenzo has also. That's how we connected. So I think it's kind of uh, has a cosmic significance that at this point in our path, because we've both grown immensely from the work, uh, that Andre showed up at, at the right time because there are no accidents. Yeah, the timing was, uh, you know, kick ass. <laughs> I couldn't have uh, imagined it being more perfect. And I think, you know, when you're dreaming about your possible futures and thinking about how that might come into play and you have little threads of the feelings of what you might want to experience but at least my experience has been when I actually get to those moments and have the realization like oh this is what I was dreaming it's exponentially bigger and more expansive than I could have held because my perception at the time when I first had the dream had no realization of what that future potential was or or is and so uh, you got to take it step by step, and uh, I always felt like that spirit family was out there for me, and uh, it's been a gentle uncovering, and to really find these guys and and see the work that they're doing in the world is has been beautiful, and then to add what I have to to that is uh, you know it's it's a gift beyond words for sure. It's a gift, and what we've discovered is that we're all we are gifts for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such Absolutely. mirrors, yes, yeah. yes, and every every utterance is a blessing. And I tell you what, brothers and sisters, you don't get no better than that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what there is, and all there is. That's right. Mm-hmm. Let's explore that idea of that divine spark a little bit deeper. I know Matteo and I had a conversation of it. Uh, the other day and this whole inspiration uh, sort of this pocket of of creative perfection and genius is within all of us and just from our own experience and in our own professions and and all the things that we do uh, maybe we could each of us could touch on that a little bit for you guys and and know uh, you know just give a bit of context, a bit of uh, something you could draw from into your own lives that that you can take to whatever you do, whatever your practice is, whatever your heart is called to do, so you can find that pocket where you are right there and yet sort of the observer and the uh, the action, I guess, at the same time. So I don't know who wants to start, but let's go. Oh, okay. We'll go with Mateo. He likes to talk. Yeah, he likes to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I talk more shit than a $2,000 parrot. Well, here's the thing about uh, divine creativity. And that really pegs it because creation is divine. And we are creators. And when we tap into that cosmic oneness and unity, spirit comes through and we give ourselves up to spirit and allow spirit to move us instead of trying to move spirit. Um, I may have mentioned this in other podcasts, but you get on this path for a while, and you keep knocking on the door, and you keep knocking on the door. And guess what? One day, it knocks back. 
and it scares the shit out of you. But there's also a tremendous amount of joy with it because you've been answered. So when you tap into divinity, the ego basically disappears. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you're in this, you're in the, you're in the sweet spot, you're in the zone, mm-hmm. and then you're listening to yourself, and you're blowing yourself away with what's coming through, because it's beyond you, it's beyond us, it's spirit talking, and um, when you're in that spiritual energetic, then anybody who's been on the path and anybody who's been opening up their heart becomes resonant with that, and. Uh, Resonance, a key word. And, you know, humor me here, but the whole concept of resonance, in essence, what resonance is, is vibrating at the same frequency. When you go through uh, on a radio dial, you tune an oscillator to a frequency. Does that sound like Terrence McKenna? You tune an oscillator. (laughs) I'll never be Terrence. (laughs) But you tune the oscillator to the frequency, which is a carrier wave. And when you're tuned to that frequency, you're on the same frequency that the radio station is transmitting on, and you are in resonance. And resonance is harmony, and you're in the same place. I think in one of my wild time travel theories, I think you really are in the same place. I think that when you hear Andre playing this forever, all over the internet, it's always going to be right here, right now. Mm-hmm. That will be then, because time is just a thing that the mind does to try to make sense out of reality. So the resonant frequency of divinity is where it's at. And as you work on this path, you raise your frequency because this is where the planet's heading is to a higher vibration. Because we've been wallowing in the shit long enough. It's time to grow up. Of course, the flower's got to grow up out of the shit anyway, right? So, Yeah, yeah. there's a place for that for sure. That's right. <laughs> but my point is you're in the same place. So when the music really hits you in the heart, and that's the funny thing that Andre has been saying to me over and over again, you get my music, bro. You know, you get it. I'm like, damn straight, Billy Bubba. So uh, it's the divine spark of creativity. We are all one. When 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 Andre sings and plays, it's all of us. It's all of you, and that's the beauty of it. You want to kick in there, Lozo? Yeah, I uh, just a, a short little thing thought I had about the divine spark of creativity is, uh, for a large portion of my life, when I thought of creativity, I thought, well, I'm creating a work of art or. Comp- creating a website or a software program. But once I really got in touch with the divine within, I realized that those are just uh, bits and pieces because what the divine within really is creating is your current life and beyond and in the past. And so when we talk about divine creativity, it's uh, your life is the work of art that you're creating. At least that's my perspective now. Wow, that's really that's really profound. Thank you for that. Yeah, and um, did you want to go, Miss? Uh, well, I mean, part of this, part of you guys talking about your ten-year anniversary and your ability to hear and resonate with Andre and his music. Um, for me, a lot of this um, circle and coming home has been feeling like an initiation and also an inspiration because. It feels like when someone has found their creative dharma, their spark, and they know what it is, and they're living it, and their their life is their art, they resonate with that, and then they can reflect it and just share this 
gratitude and this appreciation. And for me, it's been coming in waves. And at first it was like, can't be me. It can't be me. It can't be me. And then it's like, well, actually, yeah, it's not me. And when I say it's not me, all of a sudden it comes in. All of a sudden I can receive and let let that flow through me. And for me, it's movement. For me, it's dance. And um, it's been such a gift to sit in circles with, with all of you and to be inspired by what you're doing and for you to recognize um, where that comes from and then use your words. For me, all your stories are medicine for me. It's living medicine for me. You, you have Each of you have different gifts, but all of you here have the gift of words, absolutely, to, to tell the story of where it comes from, how it feels, and it really helps for me to bring it into mm, context, I guess, what it is I'm feeling and doing, and I really appreciate that. And I know it's heart. For me, I know it's heart, whatever that is. And because the heart's in the body, if I get in my body, I can feel my heart and then let the heart move my body. So that's my way of, of finding or tapping into that creative divine or that spark. It's physical and simple, but the same thing, I think, because I hear you when you describe it. I feel it. Well, yeah, I got something there. The, the simplicity idea really really hits a chord with me and um, I think we each tend to think through society through our training that you know complex is better you know more knowledge is better and piling on top and piling on top and at first that is the way I think to get there you know you've got to you've got to do the work you've got to practice you've got to discover what you're capable of and what your edges are and then you kind of get to this point of throwing it all away you know like the 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 real masters the in say classical music or or any art form they get to a point where it's it goes beyond the mind and you sort of uh through whatever your uh, path through is you get to that point where the ego can just rest because you know your body has it you know your being can can take care of the physicality the 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 mechanics of whatever you're doing and then uh once i think you can rest in yourself in that place then there's space for that divine to come through and for me my primary mode is my voice and to uh basically i like to just make a foundation with guitar or uh another instrument but uh usually guitar and then what I'm doing with my voice is like a constant letting go and that process has been always getting out of the way and finding whatever little pockets of resistance I have and I feel them very physically and they're like these little energetic gateways which over the years you know at first felt impassable like a great wall of China you know and then like you can just barely get the sound out and then over the years that resonation sort of breaks down those little pockets those barriers until it's getting pure and pure and pure and you push the envelope and then all of a sudden you're not even singing anymore something is coming right through because it's recognized that you're ready for that responsibility you're ready for that voice you're ready for that energy that is uh, that can't be held by the ego because it's too 
It's too confined. You know, it's like taking God, taking the divine and trying to stuff it in a small box. I mean, that would, that's what we've done here in these bodies. And so it's about looking, looking for that way to allow that to come through the body. And then I think that's when you feel so much alive. And it's, there's that gift again when you feel it and you see another feel it and you start lighting up like candles because you get to share it with each other and have so much gratitude for this. Yes, you know, we're starting to get it. And a friend of mine said this morning uh, that we made it. And for me, that sums it up right now. And I think we all have to uh, be very thankful that this time is rolling. We're doing the work. We've made it. Uh, And this energy of positivity and hope, I think, has reached a certain critical mass that it would take a lot to turn it back and I don't really think that it's going to happen it's gaining so much momentum and you right now are doing your part by tuning in by resonating by being there being here right now you're here right now in this moment connecting resonating and lighting up from the inside out and once that happens boom yeah um I'm sorry, but these guys provoked me. It's really Missy's fault, but Andre's too. i got to add a couple of things here. Yes, I'll yes. go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. Thank you. <laughs> For indulging me. Um, one of my life's mottos that I've come to is that simplicity is the essence of genius, and there is a real elegance to that. Hmm. Uh, I think Einstein was quoted somewhat on that. I may be ripping him off, but don't tell anybody. Um, the other thing that struck me what Missy was saying um, is about the heart. And what I learned in shamanism about the heart is that the heart is the sun of your personal universe solar system. And your heart is connected to the heart of the sun that gives us unconditional love, which we would not exist without. And that heart goes back to the bigger one, to the bigger one, to the bigger one, back to the source. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful Hafez poem, which now i got to say it. Even after all this time, the sun never once says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights up the whole sky. Last but not least... Thank uh, you for that, bro. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's my wife Patty's favorite. She, yeah, yeah. she, she got me going on it. Thank you. It was, it was the time for it. It was half as it wasn't me. I'm not that good. <laughs> well, you brought tears to my eyes, so it was pretty damn good. Thank you, brother. Um, last thing I want to mention, uh, probably not the last thing, but in this little, this little sound bite, <laughs> is um, I learned in the jungle... In uh, my ayahuasca visions, I've had a number of animals come to me, and we, in essence, we become in resonance. And as I understand it now, uh, the animal can see through my eyes, and I can see through its. And I've gone through bugs and snakes and insects, and I spent a lot of time with the condor. Um, and uh, Brother Andre has major eagle mojo, and we're, we've been dancing together and flying <laughs> on the sky together. And... Uh, the hummingbird comes to me and anybody knows everything in my life is pico flor it's Spanish in Peruvian pico flor uh, means picar is to bite and flor is flower so it's bite flower but it's hummingbird so um, 
when the hummingbird came to me in, in a visionary state, my body started going a mile a minute. I mean, it scared me at first, but I was like, hold on, Luke. You'll make it, you know? <laughs> and then Scotty chimed in, she can't take any more, Captain. <laughs> but I hung on in my body, my legs started flapping a mile a minute, and I was going forward, and, and uh, we all knew what was going on at the time. It was revealed to us. So when I would be in the jungle in visionary states, and the hummingbird would come to me, and it's so sweet, and, and she takes me to really high-frequency, beautiful visions. And as soon as I start to think and rationalize about it, she's gone. And if I shut up the monkey mind, she comes back. So it's really a state of not thinking, which is the place you go to when you play. Right. Uh, so I wanted to share my personal experience with that because um, it's kind of how I learned. That's Pico Ford really taught me that. Um, and then uh, the last little piece here, it's sort of off on a sidetrack a little bit, but not really. But somebody told me a while back that uh, hummingbirds were the nerve endings of God. Hmm. I just think that's phenomenal. Yeah, that's a nice thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Should I play? Damn, hell, what are you waiting for? All right. You're in for a treat. Ask you to 
you homies and homeheads, but I had me a major goosebump attack. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's great. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you, thank guys you for so listening. much. Thank Perfect you. song, I think, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a song called Into Nothing, which is, in a way, a real sum up of my shamanic experience. Uh, and it's a gift. It's a gift. And it is my... Uh, title track of my second album entitled Into Nothing and uh, I really hope you guys uh, enjoy that and it's for your hearts and uh, I'm sure Lorenzo will let you know where you could find that music so much love for sure and I probably this is a good point to add that uh, before uh, two more months are out the uh, you're going to be exposed to about 15 or 20 hours of me talking and it's going to be my audio book and uh the close of that long talk is going to be some music by Andre. So uh, I'm, I'm very honored to be able to use some of his music. Yeah, Thank you. reciprocal honor, my friend. Resonance. Mm-hmm. Resonance. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, where do we go from here? What's the next step? Andre's been on a road tour. Actually, I should take that back. Uh, their dog Roxy is on a road tour. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking us along That's for a right. ride. We're the drivers. She came to visit, so she let Andre and Missy come along, which was enjoyable. And uh, it's been a real joy sharing time and space. Um, when they left and my wife went to work that Monday morning, I was freaking lost. I was like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got to reconnect and spend some more sacred time together, and there'll be more of that. Yeah, that's a cool, brings up a cool point that I'd like to share. You know, this this pocket that we're talking about, this divine spark, it's not something you can hold on to. And the tendency when you fall in love is to want to hold on to that beloved, to, to grasp and try to possess. And in a sense, what you do is you... Uh, you uh, kill that spark, you know, and especially when you're doing something delicate and creative, you have to be really in the moment because the moment you try to hang on to it, it's gone. And uh, that's the training, you know, that's that's what we're here to learn to do is to be present every moment because each one is unique and brilliant and it's like little petals of a flower, you know, one at a time you're, you're discovering them and... Uh, as much as we love Matteo, we're feeling it too. You know, we uh, mm-hmm. we left, and but you gotta you gotta move, you gotta change. There's no holding on to it, and we've learned to uh, to not say goodbye because uh, it's really it, next time we'll see you or see you soon because you know there really is no goodbye, and all those experiences we have they're deep seated in our heart, and that resonance is always accessible. You know, it's like recording a piece of music. It's there, and you can't take it away. It's like that resonance is in the universe now. You know, it's like putting a word down on paper. It's like recording this podcast. There it is, and uh, that's the beauty, I think, of the technology today. All of this stuff coming together, this connective field, and we get to choose what we put in that field. And it's about time we, as the people, as the lovers put the energy that we want to see and feel in our lives out there and not uh, just be fed fed someone else's story because uh, pretty much it never fits it can be informative but right (laughs) but it's not your story no we each have our story to create and so please do you owe it to everyone I want to add so when you were speaking about not holding on to that yeah um I got an image of trying to hold on to smoke, and it made me realize, I I knew it anyway, but it just came to the surface. Um, In shamanic work in the jungle, you do a lot of work with tobacco, and you don't inhale it because it's such a powerful ally. But when you say prayers to spirit and to the universe, you send out a puff of tobacco smoke, and because the tobacco smoke goes out, and basically dissipates into the ethers. That's your way of contacting spirits, putting energy behind your prayers. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in that ethereal moment of spirit, with with the music and the playing and the sound, it's, it's really the same essence. It's yeah. that yeah. going out to spirit, like making spirit manifest. And, yeah. And, but it's like fleeting too. It's like right. for it's a brief window where you get to touch it. Mm-hmm. Right. I shouldn't say this. I'm, I'm misbehaving here, but. <laughs> 
That's why spirit matters. <laughs> a shameless plug. <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> I hope it's shameless. It should be. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I got all the shame out There's of probably it. only one person who's more shameless about me than me, and that's Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to uh, go into this or not, and uh, if not, we, we cut it out, but... Uh, you know, a lot of uh, the, the people that are listening right now, our fellow saloners, a uh, good many of them are musicians, mm-hmm. artists in various forms, and uh, almost everybody I know that's a musician or artist uh, somehow gets uh, has to have the day job and gets stuck in the system. And you two have foregone, foregone uh, what I would consider a, a comfortable life uh, to be a traveling minstrel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you you've had to make some serious decisions about uh-huh. your life, and uh, would you care to share how you came about doing that? Because I think it could help sure. maybe some of our other uh, fellow saloners to uh, figure out hmm. what they want to do. I'd be honored to, and I'll, I'll start. And then I'm sure Missy will have some things to add. But this is not a decision that came lightly or was made, you know. Uh, because I was hating what I was doing or whatever. I mean, I've I've been there and I've worked lots of jobs and and, and walked in both worlds and had that uh, had that experience and always, always, always have in my heart known that music is where I wanted to be putting all my energy and it was an evolution of coming to terms with where I was at in that resonating field where I was ready to embrace myself. And it was about embracing this divinity. And the more I'm able to embrace it, the more I'm able to let go of those other things of, say, uh, needing a regular job or other belief systems that that uh, have kept me safe in my survival consciousness. And as I transcend that survival mode consciousness, I realize that within the oneness, if I'm being in integrity with myself, if I'm being in pure alignment with who and what I am, then I'm perfectly taken care of in every moment, just as the flowers and the trees and the animals and everything else is in perfect harmony. And so it's been our goal to tune into that and we each have our unique path in this life. But I think when you come into alignment with that, you have what you need in every moment. And I mean, sometimes all I got is 20 bucks in my pocket and I have the thought like, holy shit, i got to make some money, this is really scary. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's an old belief system and is that the energy I want to create or do I want, I want to focus on the fact that I'm abundant right now and I have everything I need in this moment. My, I've eaten, I've got a place to sleep, I've got beautiful friends and relationships and this expanding universe to express myself in and be heard and received and gifted and, and that stepping into that flow at first it's like this huge leap this huge dive and it's really scary and it's it's a learning it's a gentle learning and we're still learning there's no question and it's each moment those fears come up for you but it's about accepting those fears and being okay this is how i feel right now what's that about and how can i uh work within the context of who i am and what what i know uh and what's around me in terms of bringing that into a perspective that fits where I want to go. And uh, that's kind of the essence of it. And 
Uh, Missy, I'm sure you got something to say about that too. No, I just I keep seeing flowers. I mean, <laughs> you've all talked about this flowering or this idea of a flower, and um, I've been working with this flowering of my own too. And it's flowers for me are that. I mean, all they do is radiate presence. They're just beauty, present right there for you in the moment. But to be a flower is the ultimate vulnerable state. They are so vulnerable in every moment. They're so delicate. Um, so that that balance of being present and radiating presence, that it, it seems to me that that comes comes with being vulnerable. Mm. So for us on this journey, um, stepping into this vulnerability has also allowed me to flower. And yeah. allowed me to start to smell that essence, to start to taste it, to start to um, be it and see it in other people. Like like I was saying earlier, it's that coming into resonance. You you kind of shake your way around it, and then all of a sudden the beauty's everywhere. Okay, I can go somewhere with that. That's too. good. Yeah. <laughs> I got something to too. Okay, Missy touched on this idea of vulnerability, and I think it's a real key one. And it's delicate, and it's something that uh, I've learned many lessons around. And I tend to uh, throw my heart open in situations and be uh, maybe overly trusting. Uh, and now I feel I've I've learned the lessons I needed to in terms of uh, discovering what those edges are. And uh, I think you learn by being hurt. You learn by uh, going over that edge. And you understand, okay, being vulnerable is a gift, but you need to honor yourself first. And that's a process of uh, discovering, you know, what you really need and tuning in to your your deepest, uh, you know, divine essence and need in a mo- in the moment. And that only comes with this real delicate presence uh, that you only get by slowing down. I've got this line in one of my songs, you know, don't be fast when you're asleep. Uh, and it's, for me, that, that sums up. It's like often we're rushing through life and, you know, you can't, uh, you can't uh, tap into that by moving too quickly, you know. But there can be speed and precision in that openness once you get a hold of it. Another friend told me years ago, uh, it was actually an old farmer, I was working for him and I was trying to do something really quickly and impress him and uh, he was like, no, stop. First you get good, then you get fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I need to chime in here um, because this vulnerability thing and the flowering is very cosmic. It's been probably my major life struggle because anybody who knows me knows I'm the original fucking hard ass. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, it, getting back to the concept of simplicity and genius and whatever, cosmically speaking, it could sound a, a simple thing. Fear is contraction and love is expansion. Beautiful. That is the essence. As Frank Zappa would say, that's the crux of the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> the crux of the biscuit. You know, but I had so much armor, I've worked so hard to shed. And it still comes out every once in a while. Sometimes I'm kidding around, sometimes I'm not. You know, if your subconscious is kicking in. But it's really that simple and that basic. 
Would you say it's worth it? Oh, absolutely. But <laughs> but but you see, here's the thing. We had this long discussion about power versus force. When you force everything, everything always has to come into balance. You see, that's why the world's so whacked out right now because it's all out of balance. Because when you push with force, the pendulum has to swing back. Always. So when you learn the lesson, truly the lesson of power, when you begin to master power, it becomes effortless. There's the expression effortless mastery. Mm. And things start to come to you because you don't have to put out the effort. Mm-hmm. It will come to you. So, pocket. yes. Yeah. So in my times of learning vulnerability, I had to take some hard shots physically and mentally and emotionally. And I realized, damn, when did I create that shit and throw that out? It took a long time to come back around and whack me upside the head, but it did, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I won't get into the gory details. But uh, in essence, I had to just be vulnerable and suffer on multiple levels. That doesn't mean you need to hang on to the suffering by any means. Oh, no, that's to, mm-hmm. to, to, that's the energy coming home. Yeah, yeah. It's the reflection coming back. Definitely. You see? And then when you say, oh, okay, then you're not going to be inclined to rock the boat anymore. Then you're really going to discover the quiet, solid essence of power. Mm. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah, that's true power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's it's not easily won. And funny thing about power, when you go on a bid for power, so to speak, the more you go on the path, the more you come to know, the more you come to learn, the greater the responsibility and the greater the consequences if you are not in integrity and you are not in truth. You will fall. And the more you understand and cultivate power, the greater the consequences when you screw up. I mean, I'm repeating myself because it's very important. So as you go on the power path, uh, you realize the importance of integrity and purity. That's where it's at. Mm. So, I have to agree with that. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's easier said than done. You know, the yeah. funny thing is, is we are the worst with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We're our own worst enemy, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. But if, if you also realize that we're all um, mirrors, mm-hmm. which reflections are you cultivating? Another way of saying it is, which yeah. energies are you drawing to yourself? Yeah. You know, and where are the leaks? I think the other side of that coin, too, it's like uh, just as much as you're kind of digging in those depths and feeling all that stuff, it's about, uh, in my perception, it's about loving all that. It's about integrating. You know, there's. It's about feeling all those dark pockets, and the reason they're dark, they're calling to be, have light shed on them. You know, that's that's the job of this shamanic path. It's it's the the essence, in so to speak, of uh, of awakening. It's uh, when you see that dark pocket of yourself. Our tendency is to turn away. You know, turn away from the fear, but you can train yourself to go towards the fear to move into it and for me the shamanic path it's the path through not around and as long as you go around eventually you just come back up against it some other time some other way 
and that might look different, but it's probably going to be the same lesson. And uh, look at it how you want, but there's only one way, really, and that's to face it. Yeah. I'd like to share a short story, please, sure. that our mentor told us, which I just love. I've heard it a couple of times now. It's about Africa, and it's about how lions hunt. And what happens is, um, the older lions who have no teeth, they get on one side of a herd that they're stalking, like the gazelles. And all the young lions, the hunters, the strong ones, go on the other side. And what happens is, is the older lions start to roar. they got no teeth, but they roar. And all the gazelles and everything take off running, and they run right into all the young hunting lions waiting for them. <laughs> so the moral of the story is, in times of fear, always run toward the roar. Yeah. As an old toothless <laughs> lion, I really love that. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, for you yet. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna end up with the meat, baby. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Better believe it. <laughs> so, um, you think you want to do another song, or you guys want to talk some more? Or? Yeah, I'm feeling I like. I don't know how much time we got, but. Well, you've got as much time as you want. Okay. Well, I'll go on forever. That's true. That's your homie over here. Yeah? No, go for it. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got another song here off my most recent album. And it's it's a love song. And I'd like you to think of it as a song to the divine. And I really consider playing a spiritual practice and writing, uh, tapping into that and that ultimate uh, beloved energy a lot like uh, Rumi and uh, Hafez poems uh, and so this is called Circles Are Like Dreams Circles are like All I want is more Ooh. 
dumbest anything when I'm thinking of and sisters is soul music for the 21st century <laughs> uh, did you just snort oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a razor blade and a straw how do you like that transcendence I snorted sorry uh, <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> well I'm feeling complete I think so. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. was brilliant. This was yeah. so beautiful. And uh, I just want to express gratitude to you, the listener, the divine listener. May your heart be open and show the light your true glory. And uh, we support you in your full beauty. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for coming to this earth. We need you. And as my wife Patty says, a men, a women, a kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, King, this case is closed. You're listening to the Psychedelic Salon, where people are changing their lives one thought at a time. <sighs> I really don't feel like talking very much after hearing Andre sing. So I'm going to press on here and make a few announcements and then I'm going to put on one of his CDs and listen to some more. It's too bad this isn't a video podcast because then I could also share some of Missy's dancing with you. 
hopefully those of you who are able to make it to the Oracle Gathering this summer will be able to see one of her performances for yourselves. I do want to uh, point you to two places on the net, though, where you can find Andre and Missy. And one is at www.andrenobles.com. And that's A-N-D-R-E-N-O-B-E-L-S.com. And the other is on myspace.com slash andrenoblesmusic, all one word. As I mentioned during our conversation, I'll be using one of Andre's tunes from his recent album as the closing song for my upcoming audiobook. And if you want to get a preview of that song, it's Running From Yourself, which is on his most recent CD uh, titled Into Nothingness. So if you want to help out a couple of traveling musicians, just uh, surf on over to his website and uh, buy a CD or two. It'll be good for your soul. And speaking of things that are good for your soul, you may want to try a dose of Dennis McKenna, who can be heard in an interview on Paratopia. That's the Paratopia podcast, episode 7 to be exact. And for what it's worth, after I listened to the first 15 minutes of it online, I decided to download it to my MP3 player so I can listen to the full interview. Now, the topic of psychedelics isn't the main focus of this podcast. In fact, the two guys who run the program, Jeff and Jerry, build themselves as paranormal talk show hosts. And their podcast is largely about the paranormal, including UFOs and other topics that the corporate-controlled media tend to make fun of. And while this is a fun podcast to listen to, they are very serious in what they are all about. So you may want to check them out at Paratopia, that's P-A-R-A-T-O-P-I-A dot Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. And uh, by the way, they are also fellow saloners, in case you're wondering. Now, for the information about the upcoming Oracle Gathering, here is uh, part of what I received from the organizers. Due to the availability of a far superior place to host our event, we have decided to relocate and shift the fountain to a later date, July 31st to August 2nd. This piece of land is epic and perfect for the last oracle, far more accommodating and the weather will be great. Plus, it's closer to Seattle, yet the same drive distance from Portland. You can check out the site at dragonsphere.com. That's D-R-A-G-O-N-S-S-P-H-E-R-E.com. And I'll put a link to that on the uh, notes to this uh, podcast. They go on and say, We took a drive out there yesterday. It's a beautiful drive for one, especially this time of year. So lush. The soft, grassy piece of land is in a rich valley, nestled between two earth fountains, Mount Rainier and Helens. Gorgeous, perfect. There are sweet, magical woodlands all around and wetlands too. The Cowlitz River runs alongside the property. We watched a herd of elk jump off into the woods. Please check out the site. It is truly a sweet place to hold the last oracle. And if you check out the site on Google Earth like I did, I think you'll see what they mean. It looks to me like a perfect setting for the weekend. I'll be there for sure, as will several of my friends, including Missy and Andre, who we just heard from in today's podcast. We were hoping that Mateo would join us also, but he'll be off on a different adventure, one that I hope to be able to talk with him about later this year. For now, all I can say is that uh, not only are they making a movie about this adventure, 
but there is also a documentary being made about the making of the movie. So stay tuned for some Tall Tales from Mateo later this year. Well, time for me to get back to work on finishing my audio recording project. And so I'll close for now by reminding you that this and all of the podcasts from the Psychedelic Salon are freely available for you to use in your own audio projects under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. And if you have any questions about that, then just click the Creative Commons link at the bottom of the Psychedelic Salon webpage, which you can find at psychedelicsalon.org. And that is uh, also where you'll find the program notes for these podcasts. So for now, this is Lorenzo, signing off from Cyberdelic Space. Be well, my friends. <laughs>